Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season, season six, six of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. When you have multiple openings <laughs> that have technical difficulties. Yes. So I don't know which version our listeners are going to get. <laughs> so which version I'm going to listen to tomorrow. Surprise, surprise. There we go. There we go. Full circle moment. Full uh, circle moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just how we're starting episode 275. Yes, it is. Well, everybody, welcome to yes. episode 275. Third I, time's a charm. I am really tired this evening. You I've, are exhausted. Like, yeah, I'm really tired. So, um, you know. I, I maybe we'll a see, little we'll bit. We'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see how, how the how the night goes. Listen, the last time you were like this exhausted looking was when, you know, como tu dice, the episode was almost live in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it turned out okay. I don't even know what we talked about in that episode. I don't even think it was a language that people understood. <laughs> <laughs> but there we were. But we did it anyway, because that's what we do. We so congratulations, everybody. It's fall. It is. The dollar store now has Valentine's Day um, <laughs> decorations. <laughs> yeah. Ahorita we start skipping Christmas. Oh, that's great. I always tell you it's St. Patrick's Day. It's St. Patrick's Day. Ahorita oh we God. skip Christmas. We go from Thanksgiving. No, we go from Halloween to St. Patrick's Day. That's it. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, then the fair is here. Uh, <laughs> If you're from Miami, you know what that is. Um, uh, I just, I know we complain about it every single year. We complained about it last, last week, episode, yeah. But I just can't take it. This whole, like, my God, why, why, why? Porque estamos tan apurado. Yeah. And you know who I blame? Who? Mariah Carey. It's time. <laughs> we were just talking before we started recording how, you know, I've made it clear in, you know, 275 episodes that. While she's my favorite singer and I love all her music, I'm sort of over the whole Christmas shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because now people that's know a, that's her. That's her shtick, yeah. That's what they know her for. You know, yeah. not to mention her 18 number ones that are not Christmas songs. But now they people just, you know, know her for her Christmas music. So I'm there like all angry at the world. Um, but anyway, you know, they've made a meme about her for years now of her like defrosting yep. come Halloween. And... You know, this year, she, I mean, she's been taking it head on, embracing it for a yeah, while now. Yeah. But this year, she literally did a video of coming out of ice. Yeah. I mean. And we I, were saying how she's, like, totally embraced that. I love that she embraced it again. It's like you and I have said, like, people it, people don't understand that she has a sense of humor mm -hmm. and that this is the sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I will say this. As much as I love that she's embraced it, I'm not fully impressed yet. Why? I'm going to be fully impressed after Christmas if she does the thing where she goes into the ocean. She already did. She did? Don't you remember last year, the McDonald's campaign? It was no. her going back into the ocean. Oh, I don't remember yes. that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> don't you remember last year she had the Mariah menu? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Or like a yeah. couple of yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago, yeah, she had was the Mariah year. menu. Yeah. Right. There's, it was her, actually, no, it was her coming out of the ocean. Okay, no, no. Because you know the thing is that, like, you know, yes. she goes back into the water until mm -hmm. next year. So this year, I fully expect her, now that she's embraced the beginning of it, mm -hmm. for her to, like, be like, Bye, darlings. And right. like walk into she, the ocean. She did a video, a, a t-shirt that says, it's time. Oh, really? Yes. And it says, it's time. And I'm like, oh, I, I will say this, Mariah, I love you, but hold on to at least mid-November. What? 
hold on to at least mid-November. I don't need it to be November 1st that she thaws. Well, she's been doing it now for a while. Like, No, I know. But I, I, I look, I'm okay with it being November, just not November 1st. Mm. Well, I mean... Listen, the way we're going again, it's <laughs> going to be the kids are off from school. Let's decorate for Let's bring Christmas. Mariah out. Yeah. You know, so whatever. <laughs> be dr- be merry, be jolly, drink, buy presents for Christmas. Speaking of presents, did everybody see that? Um, wait, what's the movie called? Not Hollywood Hopscotch. A mean Girls Reunion. Uh, the- I'm sorry. No, no. We're going to take a pause. What movie is Hollywood Hopscotch? No, it's well, not in my mind. Hollywood Hopscotch. And I'm like, as I was I, saying it, I'm like, what is Hollywood Hopscotch? That totally sounds like something that would have been from like 1984 starring Jamie Gertz. No, that sounds like something they would have done in New Girl. Okay, yes, but <laughs> but I, I stand I stand by my um, 80s movie reference. Okay, who yeah. are we talking to the other day that said that they can't stand Zoe de Chanel? I mean, that's a lot of people, but I, I Okay, why would anybody hate Zoe de Chanel? I get it. I like her, but I understand. But she's such good energy. At the end of when I But I but I okay, I understand, especially when New Girl first came out that she was doing the whole like adorkable thing yeah. and blah blah. I can understand how I so cayo pesado. So I and if and if that was the beginning and end of your Zoe Deschanel experience, mm-hmm. I get it. Like I understand how that was. Like we're and we're done. I love Zoe Deschanel and I love New Girl. Well, because it's completely unhinged as a show. Yeah, it's great. Listeners, if you haven't watched New Girl, watch New Girls. All all seasons it's, are. It has, it's aged well. All seasons are airing on Hulu. Yes, they are. Well, I mean, it's aged well, but it's not really old. No, no, but there are some shows that you watch, like even four years later, and you're like, eh. That was definitely a product of its time, but yeah. I feel like it's a little classic-y. A little classic-y. So, yeah. actually, speaking of shows. I was going to say, speaking of classic So, I mean, obviously, we have to talk about the big elephant in the room with the passing of Matthew Perry. Oh. That was, that hurt. I'm, I don't think I'm still over it. That really, really hurt. And, you know, I, I don't know, like, it, it's so... I mean, people, we, we have this conversation every time a celebrity dies and it's somebody that meant a lot to you. And, you know, people are always like, oh, but you don't know the person. Mm-hmm. But it's like these people become such big roles in your life, whether it's an actor or a singer or whatever. And like, for example, Matthew Perry, I mean, he's Chandler. Yeah. And yeah. It, these people become such a big part of your like existence and you think about certain times when you were watching the show or you were watching him or you were laughing at a joke or who you were you were with or where you yeah. were at and it takes you and, back to a place in time and it's a show that's never gone away and it's never gone away and you could relate to them and then you know in his particular case Chandler Bing is like a riot yeah. you know um so what, uh, that's why when these people pass away it, it's so impactful yeah. and you know Friends, for all intents and purposes, I, I feel that Friends, the show, is this phenomenon. I mean, obviously, it is a phenomenon, but it's this thing that, like, it's in never our, stopping in, a phenomenon. In, in, in our minds, they're friends. Well, they are friends. They are. That, but, but that's the thing. But in our minds, it's like they're friends. They're the friends, right? But then, right? in reality, they are. So, of course, they are in reality. But but it, but in our minds, it's it takes on an even bigger role because we we sort of forget in a way that what we saw was fiction and that, not yes, six people hanging out. They're all real friends. And I think they've made, they've shown that throughout the years that they really are there for each other. But we sort of forget that like, that was not real. That their names that, are Courtney, Matthew, David, Matt, Lisa, yes. and Jennifer. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and, and and again, because that show is such a big part. And, and as you said, it's never gone away. So you still watch it. You put it on in the background. That's why I feel that with that show, there was so much, there was so much interest for there to be a reunion. Right. Because there's other shows like, for example, Everybody Loves Raymond. That's a great show. A great show. It's from the same time as Friends. I don't see a lot of people like being like, we really want that Everybody Loves Raymond reunion. Yeah, it's not the same. Right, but yeah. with them, everybody wanted a reunion, and I thought their reunion was perfection. Right, it was a retrospective because what did you want? You wanted to see them six together. That's what you wanted. Right, but I, wanted. but I didn't want to see the characters. No, I just wanted to see them. You wanted to see them, yeah, because you wanted to know that they were okay. 
Yeah. That they, yeah. You, you want to see them together now. Yeah. Right? So it was a huge, huge, huge loss and huge blow. Like, wow, there goes one of them. Yeah. The first one. It's, I mean, well, I mean, look, he's only 10 years older than us. Mm-hmm. So, like, that to me was like, oh, shit, he's a contemporary, right? I mean, he's young. Did you see his last Instagram photo that he posted? The one in the hot tub? That he's in the hot tub? Yeah. I mean, that's up there with Lisa Lopez, Left Eye, and, you know, the, the documentary. Yeah. Like, wow, that's some creepy shit. Yeah. Um, he was also, you know, the thing with him is, and most people are like, friends, friends, friends. But I know you and I also know him from Growing Pains. You know, The first like, time I ever saw Sandy. Matthew Perry was Sandy on Growing Sandy Pains. Sandy on Growing Pains, yeah. That, which, by the way, that clip sort of went viral. Oh, it did? Like, two weeks before he died. The one where, where he dies? Where yes, when when Jeez. um when Carol Seaver so so for many of us that are our you know age that you know are, are in our forties. Yeah. So the first time I ever saw Matthew Perry Same. was on Growing Pain. So for those of you who may or may not know, Growing Pains was a really, really popular show that was from the mid eighties to the early nineties. Um you know, where Kirk Cameron came around right. and, and all that. Um very, very popular show that we loved. And he, uh, Matthew Perry, played for a couple of episodes, Carol, um, one the of their daughters, mm-hmm. um, a, the boyfriend. Right. And he he was really funny and quirky. He was Shannon. Chandler. I mean, yeah, he was Chandler. Actually, yeah. you know what? Shannon was the original Chandler. <laughs> yeah. He played a character called Shannon. And that's a very known episode of Growing Pains because he dies. In drunk, a car accident. A drunk driving accident, right? Yes, in a drunk right. driving accident. Um, but I don't think he was the one who was drunk. Was he the one who was drunk? That's what I don't remember right now. But, um, but anyway, he, he dies. So there's a scene where um, the parents and Carol get back from the hospital. And Mike it, it comes and tells him, hey, they just called from the hospital. And Sandy died. Right. And she was like, but he was okay. You know? Yeah, and then she like, It's a hard scene. It's a really, like, it's pretty intense for, like, a sitcom. Especially for a sitcom at the 80s. Because they were all young. I mean, yeah. yeah. And that's the first time I saw Matthew Perry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was Shannon it was, from. Uh, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy, I Sandy. mean, from. Um, on Growing Pains. From Growing Pains. Yeah. And then he became Chandler Bing. Yeah. So what are your some of your favorite Chandler moments? Oh my god, all of them. Um I mean, I literally started wearing like the bowling shirts mm-hmm. in high school cuz of Chandler Bing. Could you be wearing any more bowling shirts? That Okay, I just uh, Chandler's just so great. I, like you're asking me to to find up like my favorite Chandler I, I moment. I know my favorite Chandler moment. And I don't know what my favorite one is. Okay, there's a lot. But that, there's that's why I'm like, there's I, one I'm in overwhelmed particular. with thoughts there's, right there's now. There's two in particular. Okay. There's one in, there's two. The first one that I love because it's Chan, it's classic, classic Chandler. He could say a lot by f- saying very little. Yes. Is in the episode, which is one of the last episodes of Friends, to further more show that that show never uh, jumped the shark. It was funny till the very end. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes of Friends is the episode when Ross gets a tan. Oh, was that the sun? <laughs> that, that Ross comes in tanned. And, and I forgot if it was Monica or whatever. And they're like, where did you get that tan? And Chandler goes, was that the sun? The way that he says that is so it's Chandler. It's the timing. Can we just talk about that episode, how funny it is? You know what else, what, what else goes on in that episode, right? No. In that episode, so it's the storyline of Ross getting a tan. Right. A four! A four! Oh, no, yeah. two twos! That's when he tries to get sprayed. That is right. also the episode where Jennifer Coolidge comes in. Don's class. Yes, as their uh, ex-roommate. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you look, she tells Chandler, you look positively ghastly. And he's like, well, isn't that a treat and yeah well, she's like can you believe it I've never taken any professional dance classes <laughs> like that episode of Friends is a riot right they I have to tell you I, I mean I've said this before I liked Friends in the second half more than the first half well you also came to Friends late I did and I didn't I came to Friends in the first season and then I stopped watching it because of wrestling but then I started watching it again. I just think that the second half of the show was better because the characters were developed, and especially which sitcoms I'm going to chance to do anymore. But especially Monica and Ro- and, and, and Ross. And, and Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Monica and Ross at the beginning of the show I thought were annoying, especially Monica and Ross with Marcel with the monkey. Again, you have to get. This is why we say all the time: like shows nowadays are not given a chance to develop. 
And I think that if Friends, if Friends came out now, it'd be canceled after maybe a year and a half. But mean like Chandler, only, only because they wouldn't have been able to Chandler develop. Chandler and Phoebe were, the, were always right. the same character. But even those two characters developed. Well, they developed because I mean they were on for ten years. To. Right, right. But the, the essence of who they were was, was the always same. there. Yeah, yeah. But Monica and Ross, for the love of God, like at the, at the end of the show, like in the last half, they were my favorite. Really? Like in the beginning, it was Chandler and and, and Phoebe. And Phoebe, like Rachel and Joey, were never my favorite. It, at the beginning, it was definitely Phoebe and and Chandler. Right. But Monica and Ross, like, I mean, I just can't get over the thing with her hair, and and that was in the that, last season. On. It's a treat for the ears and, and the, the eyes. eyes. Yeah. Well, she's like, look at my brain. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, with Ross, it's my sandwich. Unagi. My <laughs> sandwich. And that episode, uh, the last Thanksgiving episode, when they find out they're adopting the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're stuck in the hallway. <clears throat> because in that Thanksgiving episode, Monica and Chandler stayed to do the whole meal and nobody would help them. Okay. Because Phoebe and Rachel went to... Enter Emma in the Miss America Darling contest. Yes, yes, yes. And okay. then uh, Joey and Ross went to go see the Knicks, I think. And then none of them helped them. <laughs> so they and locked just, them out. And they locked them out in the hallway. You don't know that episode? I, I, that episode is a riot. And then all this shit goes on in the hallway and Monica and Chandler don't let them in. So that's also the episode with the floating heads. And they tear off Ross's pocket. It's a riot. Like that whole back and forth in the hallway. You don't know that episode. I don't know that episode. Not well, no. Oh my God, it's so funny. Like I know I've seen it, but I just don't, I just don't but know. But yeah, well. I mean, it, it's just really, really tragic. So, yeah. and to know. his credit though, I, I will say, um, you know, he was very open about his, his struggles. And I think, you know, you posted something actually where it's like, you know, he, he had hoped that when his time comes, Friends obviously is going to be remembered, but that people also remember all the things he did. Um, and he, you know, he started was it the Matthew Perry Rehabilitation yeah. House? I think is what it's Which called. Which was his house? It was his house. He, it was his house, and he donated it to the foundation. See, I didn't. It's know a halfway that. house. Yeah. So again, it, it's somebody who you know. A lot of times you get you get people. It's like, oh, put your money where your mouth is, and I think he did. Um, I still, I will say, hundred percent. I still don't fully believe that he's gone. I know he is, but I'm just saying like, it's whenever I hear something or I see something new where it's like, Oh, the cast of friends releases a statement. It kind of just hits me all over again that he's dead. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Oh, like man. Matthew Perry. We lost gone. Bob Saget last year. Now Matthew Perry. It's like, Oh, oh man. The year before that, we lost Alan thick. Coño, yeah. Yeah. And before that, Betty white. Yeah. But I mean, the Betty, Betty white, white was old. She was up Betty there. Betty yeah. white. You knew it was coming. See, like, TikTok, Yeah. You know, you knew it was coming. But, you know, these were people that were all relatively young, you know, uh, or not 50, old enough I mean, to. 54 is young shit. But, yeah, so, you know, rest in humor and peace and power, Matthew Perry. Yeah. Made a lot of people laugh. Yes. Could that news be any sadder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that please. Oh, you know which one I also love? I love, 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 love so much the episode where him and Monica come back from the honeymoon. Uh-huh. And they're saying stories on how they met this couple. The honeymoon friends. Yeah. And they were like, oh my God, the honeymoon friends. And it was like, one joke, another joke. And then Monica was like, oh, and Chandler was so funny. Like one joke after another joke. And then Chandler was of Monica. And you had all these insightful questions. <laughs> but then after when the uh, the people were not calling them back, right. they were like... <laughs> Monica was like, oh, because it was one joke after another joke. And Chandler was like, was that a question? Like that that whole back and forth on it is so, so funny. So funny. Uh, so. Oh, Chandler. Well, you know what? We can always revisit him over and over and over again. Um, I kind of wanted to bring something up that I, I saw posted recently. And I don't know how recent it is that he said it. But I think I think it's um it's something that I'm going to start to take on as my own personal mantra. (laughs) So, you know, you and I have talked about a lot on this show about how people, especially nowadays with social media, I think they all live in their own little worlds and their own realities. And so I am going to, moving forward, take on the same exact thought process as Keanu Reeves. Mm. Keanu Reeves recently said, I'm at that stage in life where I stay out of discussions. Even if one plus one equals five, you're right, have fun. Yeah. 
I think that is one of the most insightful. Now, granted, it's because he left the Matrix. That's why he has this much, you know, intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the best things I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Well, now, with that said, I think there's a certain there's certain discussions that you you shouldn't just kind of let people slide, right? I mean, certain things you should pipe up. But I think what he's saying is like, look, I'm going to pick my battles. I'm not going to stand around and just for every little stupid thing a person says, wow. nitpick. And I and I just I, I was like, I've never related more to Keanu Reeves in my life. Like. <laughs> Haven't I told you that that is what I live my life by? I tell you this all the time. I pick my battles. Yeah. Every day, every second, every moment <laughs> of my existing, I'm having an internal struggle in my mind picking my battles. And as far as that, I mean, I again, that's something I do too. You know, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Yeah. I don't really engage with people online. I, you can't. You can't. You just can't. So it's like, yeah, two plus two equals five. Go. I'm not changing your opinion. And we don't live in a day and age where it's about facts anymore. So if you can't change your opinion, if you can't change somebody's opinion based on facts, how are you going to have any type of discourse? Right. And you can't have a discussion or a debate when the other person's take on that is fiction. Right. You just can't. Like, what are you going to argue about? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I've said this. I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the the war, you know, now with the Palestinians and Israel. Yeah. You know, and what did I say? I said, you know, a lot of people have called me and asked me what I thought about this. And I said, as somebody who's read about this for years, for years, I know enough to know that my hot take on it. It's not going to mean anything, and it's not going to change anybody's mind. Right. And this is a really complicated issue. It is probably the most complicated um, conflict in human history, if you will. That's fair. Right? So nothing nothing that is so complicated is going to have a simple one sort of swipe answer. Yeah, I can't give you a soundbite. So, yeah, I'm not going to get into it in this. I'm not going to get into this with anybody because you're going to think whatever you want to think and you're going to believe whatever you want to believe and that's just the world we live in. Boom. Right. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just saw that and I was like, "Wow, I relate to John Wick now." Yeah, but but and then that that falls under so many It's sad. So many things. Like like for example, Today I was watching, because I, I told you that my new favorite, well, not my new favorite thing, but I love watching on Reels, on Instagram, mm-hmm. things having to do with food and recipes and stuff like that. You I have ruined that for me, by the way. Right. And, ruined. And so, so now, now, I'm a masochist, so whenever I see a cool, <laughs> sure. whenever I see like a really nice food video, like well edited, well right, shot, right, right. I'm like, here comes the hate. So today, this lady was making... A cornucopia out of bread. Oh, that sounds pretty. Right. So she she like did the dough and she rolled it up in a way <clears throat> to make it look like a cornucopia. And okay. then it, she stuffed it with like fruit. Okay. okay. Right. But in order to get the cornucopia shape, she had to like get aluminum for her. In order for her to get the cornucopia shape, uh-huh. she had to get like aluminum foil. Okay. Right. And, and um, shape it like a triangle or like the cornucopia a cornucopia and then she put like she made um balls of aluminum and like stuffed it so you know whatever shape right right right. and she the lady showed how she did this i can't think of anything more benign than what you described so the very first comment the very first comment aluminum has been proven to be really bad cooking with aluminum has been proven to be really bad and you know you're setting a bad example for people and possibly showing people how they can become poisoned and bad for their health that was the first comment. That was the very first comment. First one. The first one. Here's the thing. I guarantee you that person who made that comment, as we have seen on our posts, doesn't even follow that person. No. And then... So they're just literally sitting there waiting to there troll. There is a, a recipe that every single time that there's a recipe where it's like, you know, fatty, fried. Right. Maybe it's yeah. like a very... Delicious. Uh, deli- <laughs> maybe it's a very decadent dessert. Right, right, right. Every single time. The very first comment will be, never fails, Americans eating like they have free health care. See, now it's a joke. Now there are people that comment, it's like, so who's going to comment American, you know, right, right, Americans right, right. eating like there's free, free health care, like if it was something fresh and new. 
Right. Right. So, you know, that all ties into that. You just can't engage with people like that. I'm like, whatever. Two plus two equals five. Yeah. Tú di lo que tú quieras decir. I'm not, I mean, you're not basing it on facts. So facts don't matter anymore. So what have I got left? Right. So, yeah. So I agree with Neo. <laughs> and again, Neo has seen things. Neo so he knows. He knows that of which he speaks. Neo is the bomb. Do you remember when I thought I was Neo? Yeah. I mean, this was a phase, listeners. There, re I really, really did have a phase where I thought I was Neo Anderson. Wasn't that your email address? It was Neo Neo ten fifteen ten fifteen yeah. at aol .com. and that was my screen name too. Yeah, and I did a whole. Um, website called worldofdarian.com that's right that was based on the matrix that's right i've totally forgot about that yeah like i thought i was neo anderson i thought i was in the matrix you know what maybe you were. maybe i was maybe you were but who's who's, who's gonna, to say who's gonna yeah who's to say otherwise right i don't know prove prove you wrong right prove and you i wrong. when i would listen to the soundtrack <laughs> i would pretend to be him in the that scene in the elevator lobby you know the epic scene the iconic scene and um and i'm like yeah i'm neil anderson that is such a good soundtrack it is the first one is. So that movie's so good it's that movie is so good and that movie holds up so well you put that movie on now yeah. and nobody's gonna tell you that movie's over 20 i don't need any of the other ones like the first one is perfect unto itself you mean the the second and the third one and then now the fourth right one? right I, I look i'm not i'm not talking about the other one. i'm saying if you remove all of it and you just watch the first one the first one is a complete movie yeah it's a beginning, a middle, and end. That's it. That's all I need. Yeah. Because nowadays, whenever you have anything, everything that was a trilogy, mm -hmm. everything that was a trilogy. But what that means is that they don't give you a beginning, middle, and end in the first one because they're like, oh, no, but there's a second one coming in a third one. I'm like, yeah, but I paid for this one. You know what I was thinking the other day? Because um, I was talking to somebody and we were, we were talking about um, what you and I have spoken about before, about how like summer action movies, now they're all IP, they're either yeah, DC yeah. or Marvel or that meme that has going going around that it says, oh, it's been two weeks and there hasn't been a new Spider-Man. Is right, there something yeah. wrong in Hollywood? <laughs> you know, it's the same rehash of the same thing yeah, over yeah, and over yeah. again. Um, that As I say, you, that you're a fanboy, you have fatigue about it. I am it. so you know, fatigued. I love Star Wars and I'm like, a new Star Wars movie? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm like maybe one day if I don't have a lot to do, I'll sit down and watch it once it's on digital. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm and streaming. even then, because now you have 17 Star Wars shows. Anyway, um, I was telling we, we were like talking, going back and forth, right? And you know, we we're like obviously Stallone and Schwarzenegger are too old to do yeah. with it. And I was thinking, you know what we need? You know what to me was like the ultimate summer blockbuster in terms of like it had a little bit of everything. And I feel that it often gets overlooked was the Lethal Weapon movies. Those were summer movies? Yeah. Because those movies had the, the action, you know, the... They had a little bit of sexiness. But they were funny. They had humor. They, they were yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, you're Like right. bad boys. Like that type of movie. Like I, I well, can't think but of. Those, but those movies don't exist anymore. Those movies don't exist anymore. Um, middle budget, like adult mm -hmm. comedies don't exist anymore. Uh, oh, the first ever Lexus. Um, like those, like sec, like sexy thrillers. Mm -hmm. Those don't exist anymore. When was the last Basic Instinct type of movie? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
you don't get like the basic instincts, the fatal attractions, the uh, even like you know the uh, indecent proposal. Uh-huh. Like you don't get those movies anymore. Like those adult sexy movies that doesn't exist anymore. Um, not not of... not at a big budget level. Maybe you get one that comes out on Hulu or on Netflix, but right. not like a big deal movie. Right, right. Do you remember when Disclosure with Demi Moore came out? Oh, an indecent proposal. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This like those is movies. No ordinary love. Those are good movies. To this day, that's why I want to roll around in dollar bills. <laughs> in dollar bills, I can't afford them. Not lot. the Benjamins. I, well, I'm not Robert Redford. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it's like we need a lethal weapon. Yeah, a Die Hard. Yes, but if Die Hard comes out, we have to release all of them at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it's a Christmas movie? It is a Christmas movie. It is. It's become a Christmas movie. Okay, it is a movie that takes place at Christmas. Therefore, it is a Christmas movie. It's not a movie about Christmas. Right, but now it's become a Christmas movie because now it gets played during Christmas. Yes. And people watch it during Christmas. Right, yes, correct, yeah. And um, you know what's funny? I remember I saw that movie opening night. Really? I did. I saw it in University 7. Wilmeco University 7 in front of FIU. I saw it opening night or opening weekend. Okay. Um, just like I saw Batman, the first one, yeah, I opening night. I did that too, yeah. Um, I saw it in Miller Square, Miller and 137th movie theater. Um, and I I couldn't remember what time of year it was. And I'm like, oh, maybe this movie came out in December. Because right. you know that in December, they do have big movies that yeah, come yeah, out yeah, at the yeah. end of the like, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer but it and, didn't. And it came out in the summer. It came out in like July. Really? Yeah, it came out like July of 88. Oh, yeah, which made me think how I was like not a teenager. How the hell did I get into Die Hard? Because I went to see Die Hard with my brother and his friend. How Wait, because your brother was how old at the time? My though? brother was like 17, 18. That's why. Children under 18 not admitted without an adult. If he was 18, no. you went in. <laughs> if it was 1980, my brother was in 18. Oh, okay. Was anybody really checking? No, no. Okay, fair enough. But I'm saying like, because your brother and you, there's a little bit of a gap. So like if he was 18 and you went with him, then that's how you got in. I was like eight or nine years old. Um, but I went. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you go uh, trick-or-treating? I did not go trick-or-treating. I didn't do anything on Halloween because Jose was having a flare-up. And oh. so we stayed home. Happy Halloween. Yes. That was, that was more trick than treat. Um, but how about you? I went trick-or-treating with the kids. And yeah. there was a bunch of kids that went with one does of he, our friends. Does he still like trick-or-treating? Like, so, so That's a good question. So this year, he seemed a little like, oh, I'm too old to go trick-or-treating. And he's not. He's like, he's not. He's not even 10. We were trick-or-treating until like freshman year. A college. <laughs> because I can think of right now oh, a picture right. that we have in your house at, at your parents' house. That was house. what, 10th grade? That was 11th grade. That was 11th grade? Yes. Um, so he at first was like, oh, um, I'm too old to be trick-or-treating. Right. Because right now Tristan's going through that whole like, oh, I'm too old for this. That all kids go through this. Yeah. But the moment he put on his banana costume and he started getting candy, he was like, oh my God, I want more candy. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, I want to eat my candy. And you know, whatever. So he wasn't too old for it at that moment. No. Right, right, right. right. No, no. Um, but yeah. It's funny because I was thinking of how trick-or- like, trick-or-treating, I have to say that with my family, it was weird because as you know, like knowing my family – you know, we're close, but there's some things we weren't close for about. Mm-hmm. And trick-or-treating was somebody that we would all go trick-or-treating. My parents, my grandmother, my aunt, and my uncle, my cousins. We would all really? go trick-or-treating around the block. Like to, as a group? Yes. My grandmother loved trick-or-treating. Aww. So would it she was, dress up? She didn't dress up, but she loved the trick-or-treating. Okay. No, because And like the trick-or-treat, you know. But, you know, those are the things that stay with you, that you yeah. have memories about. And, you know, we go trick-or-treating every year as a group. We go with our friend and their kids. And, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun. I love it. I love it. Especially- was was the older daughter, was her older daughter there or no? For trick-or-treating? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, she's now a teenager. No, but that's why I asked. Because, Wait, again... No, no, no. The, her and her teenage friends were totally down with it. Oh, okay, okay. Because, so. again, once you hit teenager, you don't know which way Speaking it's going to go. Speaking of video we're recording today at your house. We're not recording at our regular studio. Yes. Your house looks very nice with all this fall decoration. You see? Brought to you by the dollar store. Most of it, yes. Or my mother. Or your mother. 
My mother literally will buy things and I'll just get to her house and she'll be like, ay, mira, fui a marcha el otro día y estaba lo más lindo, estaba 30%. Compré tres, uno para ti, uno para mí, uno para tu hermana. I'm like, okay, well, I okay. guess I'm decorating. Yeah, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah. So, anyway, I wanted to mention, now that we were talking, you know, like many times. About, <laughs> about Trico Tri. Um, <laughs> oh, actually, you know what movie, before I talk about, you know a movie I saw recently and I recommend to our listeners with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, No Hard Feelings. <gasps> I've been wanting to see it. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's really, really funny. And I was like a little bit concerned because I was like, what? does she end up with the 19 year old? <laughs> Well, he's legal, so it's okay. Right, but I was like... You know, but the thing with her is that she's older than she, than I think she is. No, but in the movie, she's... She's old, her she's age. She's 33, 34. Oh, okay, because when I see her, I think she's like 25. And I know she's not. Right. But no, in the movie, and that's a whole thing about it. Oh, okay, okay. She... Um, she's playing her age, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's playing her age, and... Um, Okay, she, okay. Yeah, it's really, really funny. I recommend it for okay. those of you who... I will see it. What, what's, what's it on? What streamer? I don't know. I just watch <laughs> things. But it's called um, no, no, Hard Hard Feelings, no Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. It's Thanksgiving again, and one of the many things we're thankful for is farmers that provide us with food and sustenance, especially our Florida dairy farmers. From mashed potatoes to mac and cheese to pumpkin pie, milk, cream, butter, or cheese makes all your Thanksgiving recipes better. Thankfully, incorporating dairy in your family's favorites is easy. Just visit floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com for easy and delicious recipes. Happy Thanksgiving from your Florida dairy farmers and Perolami tell you have you heard of um keith lee no so keith lee is a tiktoker who has i don't know one one and a half to two million viewers only or followers and he goes around um reviewing restaurants okay and you know because he's so popular at this point he usually will order he'll have somebody of his friends or family pick up the food and he'll eat it in his car okay so that they don't see him coming Right. Okay. And then he'll review the restaurant. You know, and he's one of these people that, like, he'll even say, if I didn't like it, maybe I just didn't order the right thing. Maybe they were having an off day. Don't okay. go on Twitter and give so he's fair. people hate and whatever. Okay. So he recently went to Atlanta, and there were two restaurants that he went through, went to. And one of them... One of them didn't want to give him service. They were like, oh... Um, they knew who he was, obviously. They didn't know who he was. Apparently, they didn't. But for whatever reason, they were like, oh, we're uh, disinfecting the restaurant, like cleaning okay. and whatever. And there was another restaurant that was like, oh, we just don't do takeout. Now, <laughs> okay. each, each, re each um, restaurant has gone on to have to order, have to give an official statement as to this. Because, you know, he talked about it on his Instagram. Um, each restaurant had to give an, a, um, an official statement. Wow. And one of them, I think, is owned by one of the girls from the Real Housewives, Housewives. of Atlanta. Okay. So she had to go on and talk about it as well. Okay. So, you know, when I thought about this, I, I and thought... how long has this guy been doing this? He's been doing it for a while, but he has a big following. Okay. I thought about what you know you and I have sort of talked about before. Right. Are we giving these people way too much power? In what sense? That, you know, you're gonna either go or not go to a restaurant because of some video content creator, or you're going to like give hate to a restaurant that maybe was closed or whatever was not operational. When this person went, just because this person showed up and yeah, they weren't ready. I mean, we're, are, are we giving too much power to these people to influence us? Because you know how my opinion on on food bloggers on food bloggers, yeah, and you know, I I think that most of them are paid, yeah. So, which there's nothing wrong. I to mean, look, it. everybody's got to make you a know, living. Everybody's got to make a living. You got to hustle. You do what you do, right? But most of them receive some type of kickback, kickback compensation, compensation yeah. or whatever. So that's. That's, Already that's in my water. first red yeah, flag. Yeah. Um, a lot of them review restaurants that are out of touch. A lot of them maybe order things that maybe I wouldn't order. You know, I, I don't know. I just, I feel very weary. So th th that's more of my question, like, or, or topic of conversation. Are we giving these people that go to places and review things 
way too much power. I mean, look, this is the modern day, like, you know, when you would hear of the... Like the uh, Zagat. Yeah, like and... the person who was the undercover food critic. Right, for the Times house, or whatever. Right, right, and then write an article about you. Right. right, but now they do it on Instagram, and now they make a brand for themselves. And I'm always very weary about it. If anything, I use those food bloggers for ideas of restaurants, but not for the review. Like, don't so, go there. Sort of right. like... I don't go to Yelp to read reviews. I go to see pictures of food. Okay, that's fair. Like, are we giving them way too much power? I think I think there's... Are we letting influencers influence us? I think... <laughs> that sounded like something she would have done on Sex and the City. Um, I think you're right. Oh, my God. I did sound like Carrie. Right? How right? horrible. Um, yeah, of all the people to sound like... Um, so like you were saying, you know, okay, yeah, in the past you had food reviewers and and you would, you know, you would go to the to the arts section of a newspaper and read, you know, their review of what they ate and the ambiance and blah blah blah. I think and I may at the risk of sounding I don't want to sound elitist, at but at the risk of doing it, I think the difference is that at least back then these were people who through XYZ, you know, either training or or they were former chefs or what have you, they kind of approached it from a perspective of an actual review right they had the experience they had the background they had the knowledge whereas i think nowadays for all intents and purposes anybody can become a food blogger yeah like all you need is a phone that's yeah. it literally that's it and as i've told you before you know a lot of times when you see these these um you know pages oh they have a thousand you know the, the easiest the two easiest instagram things to have pages for is food and hot girls Right? Everybody loves them. Everybody loves to look at both, right? Like, it doesn't matter. So, there's no credential. Hot tits and hot dogs. Yeah. It's TNA, baby. Um, tits and apples. But um, there's, you know, there, there's no criteria. There's, And I'm not saying that we have to gatekeep things, right? I think there are probably people out there who have a phenomenal palate and maybe can't get into a, a prestigious school. And this is an outlet. And I think that's great. But I think what happens is, to your point... Now anybody with a with a phone comes out has x amount of followers and is like, "Oh, this tastes like dog food." And that's it. That's it. You're done. Mm-hmm. You know? That's not right. At least this guy from what I'm understanding says, you know, "Hey, he sounds like he does it like no, like, he actually, like like he he actually is like really an, legit um, and he does give disclaimers yeah, and he's like don't go in and hate on their page and right. all that. But the right. point is that even though he says that people still go and do. Yeah, but that's the thing you can't control people. I mean, let's right. uh, listen, the, the, the recipe comments is evidence of you can't control people's stupidity. Um But you know what though when I thought but about I, but that But I do wonder but I do wonder how much power they do have in reality because as I've told you this before, social media is one thing, right? But for like, okay, I can go online right now and talk about how and have a billion followers, right? They're probably global, number one. So there's that. And then I go talk about some place here in Miami that was, you know, horrible. How much of an impact is that really going to have? They do have an impact because look at, for example, I forgot his name from Barstool Sports, right? Mm-hmm. The one that goes about uh, critiquing pizza. There's places that have done really badly after he gave them a bad review and there's places that have completely exploded after he gave them a good review mm-hmm. and most recently um you know for those of you who didn't watch it barstool sports is i forget his name that he goes out and re- he reviews pizza that's all he does is pizza yeah and he went to this pizza place in boston oh yeah and he was reviewing the place out outside and he didn't like it and the owner came and defended his pizza right and he was like you know if you don't like the pizza just leave just right. go but right. don't don't sit here and stand in front of my pizza place and talk don't destroy business, shit yeah. about my business and they had a huge fight um, live on his Instagram, and it went viral. And, you know, th- when I read all of this, it makes me think of actually us with being Pompoyo. Yeah. Because there's just people that you're never going to make happy. Well, there are people who leave the house looking for something bad. That like, day. for yeah. example, for example. Yeah. One of the comments we get the most from being Pompoyo I mean, and obviously it's not comparable in the sense that, you know, we're very lucky with being Baboya. We've gotten only love. But one of the comments we got a lot from people are like, oh, your Korean sauce is great, but it needs to be hotter. Right. You know, I say, I'm like, I need to make Korean sauce that is for normal people, like mass consumption. It needs to have a little bit of hit, uh, heat, but it can't be like this really, really hot, spicy thing. 
So I'm like, okay, fine. So then after so many times of people asking for this, I now make a super duper 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 yes, spicy version yep. of this sauce. That is freaking fire. It's still not hot enough. It's still not hot enough. It's like not. people want it hotter. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to have you sign a waiver when you have our <laughs> wings. So this is as hot as it's going to get. Right. And I make the sauces and I have to taste them as I make them. And I'm going to pass out making this fucking sauce. Right. Right. So this is as hot as it goes. And, and it's like, but it could be more never satisfied. Right. They never, they're never satisfied. So I think back to like the food blogger, it's like. Okay, maybe you went on an off day. Maybe you didn't like what you you had. I mean, how many times do you go to a restaurant that you have something and you're like, eh, this wasn't that great, right. but then you like some other things. Right. So that's why I, I think you have to take those things as a grain of salt. Like I, as I said, I, I look at them to get restaurant ideas, but not to whether something's going to be good or bad. Well, that's also subjective. I mean, I think historically speaking, like uh, – I don't. I can't speak to you about what's good or bad. You know what I mean. Even even you and I, who know each other's tastes very well, like I can pretty much gauge if you're gonna like a song, a movie, uh, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, until you sit down and actually consume something, I, I don't think you know what you like or don't like. And and I think that just speaks. I mean, to a bigger problem, which is why would you not go out and experience something for yourself? And I think, and again, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like the old man in the room. I think it kind of ties even back to like the whole thing of how nowadays, you know, kids all and they all do it. They don't play games; they just sit and watch other people play the game. Well, if you're not experiencing it, then how do you know if it's a good game or not, right. or a fun game, right? Right. You know that. Speaking of that, there was something that I um, a meme that I saw today because. Right now, um, you know, the Cheesecake Factory was in the, you know, been in like headlines and uh, social media because of what we talked about last week about the girl who was like, oh, I don't go to the Cheesecake oh, Factory. Oh, went viral. That, that dumb bitch. Yeah. Right. There's another meme that went viral to that's been everywhere that said something along the lines of like, actually, I saved it because I, I want to I wanna say it correctly. Okay. Um, okay. Because it was so funny and so true. Um, it's funny. Lay it on me, lay it on me. I always, I can never find like the saved, other oh, saved stuff. <laughs> it says, I bet if the Cheesecake Factory had gr a grass wall and a neon sign, you all will go and eat that up. Damn right. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And then the comments were great. The comments were like, and I, so somebody comments, and add hookah and call it the factory, and they're gonna go regardless <gasps> what the cheese, the food tastes like. I'm like, yep, you're absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> you yep. know they should almost do like a test market version of that. Yeah, like just create one that's called <laughs> the factory. Yeah, that reminds me of that marketing scheme that Payless did some years yep. ago. That they opened up, I, I was, was it in it, New York? It, it, I forget where it was, but that it was like a very. They opened up a very like mock fancy boutique right and they had like no name or yeah they made up a name yeah it was like a french name and then the shoes were all labeled that and people went they invited like fashion influencers and all that are like oh look at these new shoes from this like exclusive designer right. and the shoes were like you know eight nine hundred dollars and all the all the influencers were like oh my god we love this oh look at look at how chic oh my god look at that and then they were, they were all like they're shoes. all shoes yeah <laughs> That was great. Yeah, but that's that's the world we live in. Not now, always, but I think that now it's it's more so because again, as we always said, social media is not reality, and you can create anything. I mean, we've seen influencers out there who it's like I look at their at their numbers and I'm like, but what are people following you for? Yeah, because you you don't do anything. And not even like a Kardashian doesn't do anything. Like you don't. You really don't. You do anything. really don't do anything. Like there's no content here. So, there's nothing entertaining. Yeah, and then they'll go and open up an OnlyFans. But anyway, <laughs> at least then they'll be doing something. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Listen, they'll be doing something more than what they're doing right now. Just call it the factory. That was great. Just call it the factory. Anyway, are you um? But why do you? But why, why do you keep having so many like things no, just pop up? No, because I just opened up my phone and I didn't have it on mute. I'm sorry, listeners. Oh, you're so inconsiderate to our listeners. Happy birthday to Smurfette! La 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 la. Is it her birthday? No, but that reminds me of the episode of the Smurfs, where um, 
it was the first time I realized, well, not realized, but the first time I noticed that they don't sing happy birthday on TV. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because they started, it was the one where, an episode where Smurfette was queen for a day in Smurf Village, and then it oh. kind of went to her head. Well, to Brainy's head. And then at the end, they go, happy birthday. And then right when they're going to finish happy birthday, right. the father times like thing goes out of whack, so it becomes daylight. And then they start singing, happy birthday to Smurfette, la, 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 la. That was a really long explanation. That really I think was. we should go to our final, <laughs> our final Cowie. It's time for our final Cowie. The holidays are here, and it's time for all of our favorite Cuban traditions. Lechon en la caja china, crema de vie, all the flan. And this holiday season, make Kawi Lemon Line part of your celebration. For 75 years, this refreshingly crisp soda has used the same exact formula since its creation in Cuba. O sea, you can't get more Cuban tradition than Kawi Lemon Line. Así que, this holiday season, make sure to include the authentically Cuban taste of Kawi Lemon Lime in all of your fiestas navideñas. Find Kawi Lemon Lime in stores now. <laughs> I'm long. It's a long day. I'm super tired. My brain is not functioning correctly. It's time for our last Kawi of the desert. So this this week we're gonna keep it short and simple, but yeah. sad. We are gonna both give our last Kawi to Matthew Perry. Yeah. To a uh, life, you know. At least you know they always say you should be judged by what you put out in the world. And he put out a lot of happiness and laughter, which is what the world always needs and what we always need. Damn right. Um, and, you know, then he tried to help people, you know, that were suffering like he was with his, you know, issues. So, you know, a last yeah. refreshment for him yeah. in his honor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, talent, humor, and tried to at least, you know, use his, his powers for good, uh, unlike so many people in this yes. world. Can it be any more sadder? No, but it... But can it be any more refreshing than a Kawi lemon lime? I mean, it's pretty refreshing. Anything more refreshing than that is just having the straight out lime. <laughs> In the middle of like a spring. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, everybody, all next right. week I will be more rested. Yes. We hope you all listen, Although, laughed, and learned. Uh, maybe not because, well, we've got a pop-up this Saturday at the History Miami Museum. Yes. And then next Friday, for those of you who haven't seen it, we're going to be doing a ticketed event with Martha of Miami at her uh, event space la sala so that's a ticketed event check it out online and then we've got lord after that we've got another one at heritage fuego and then we've got at uh, new era we were doing a fiesta in the park here in the gables i mean i'm just, i'm tired already just talking about it but we are going to be absolutely busy this this month so there's no excuses there's no for excuses for not coming and, and try. come and try our really really hot sauce. That yeah, isn't that hot is, enough. That apparently is not hot enough. I don't know. So, I don't know. Everybody, we again, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. Remember to grab your corogeta, your pastelito, and your kawi. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Welcome to November. Yes. All right. Bye. Pero let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes.